guys welcome back to a special episode welcome I'm Isha. back welcome back i'm amon and it's just us two today and we have we have a special episode we have two guests joining us today we're doing a collab with ground cover news which it is a 501c3 nonprofit organization um the main mission statement of the newspaper is to create opportunity and a voice for low-income people while taking action to end homelessness and poverty um our two guests are we have Lindsay Kalka, who's the managing director of Ground Cover News. And James Tennant, who's one of their vendors. So we're just going to sit down, talk to them about what they do, who they are, and we hope you guys enjoy this episode. So we're first interviewing Lindsay. Um, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Just some brief introductions. Yeah, my name is Lindsay Kalka, and I'm the director and the publisher of Ground Cover News, which was just introduced. But we're a a nonprofit community street paper. Some people, you know, you can describe it in a million different ways. Some people say we're Ann Arbor's only regular print newspaper. Some people call us the Washtenaw County Street Paper because we are. Some people call it the Homeless Street Paper, but. If you see someone out in the street selling a newspaper, like a physical newspaper, that's us. Um, and I have the privilege to work for that newspaper. I went to undergrad here at U of M, and I just finished my master's. Um, so I'm have been here for quite some time, mostly as a student and a community member. And I'm, you know, for the two years that I've worked here, I've really kind of transitioned into being more of a community member than a student. And Ground Cover has totally assisted me and supported me in doing that. I guess, how did you get involved with the ground cover? I was a volunteer. And that just involves being at the office, hanging out with people, drinking coffee, maybe having a couple debates or two. Uh, <laughs> and just in that period of time, I was doing something for graphic, like I was doing freelance graphic design for something. And Susan, who was the old director, saw me doing that and was like, oh, do you know how to use InDesign? And I was like, yeah, totally. Like I always use InDesign. And at the time their layout editor was wanting to kind of move on, but was not, I wouldn't say trapped, but like, you know, was doing the design of the paper and was the only person who knew how to do that. So that person couldn't, you know, get a different job or move on until they found a replacement. So immediately I kind of started training to, uh, <laughs> to do, be the layout editor. So that was how I started working there. And I was just part-time. I did that as a student, super cool, um, was a really fun way to like apply these skills that I thought really would never be not applied for good, but like would be directed towards my kind of passions and interests, which were more about social justice. Um, so I was doing that, and then it was that same, I started doing that in 2019, and then 2020 kind of came around, and then COVID came around, and was still working there, and was also working a couple other jobs that when the school shut down and everything went online, I ended up staying here and just working full-time with those other jobs. and. Ground cover instead of shutting down, like totally just rebounded and pivoted to do different work that was needed to support vendors and kind of the same outcome that the paper was providing. But since the paper shut down, we stopped print sales and kind of did what maybe people would consider mutual aid work instead. Um, and it was that experience. Like I got involved with that back again as like a volunteer and was just kind of thrown into the operations of the paper because we were smaller staffed and just had, you know, less people, but still were trying to do a super amount of stuff so uh that was just an incredible experience and showed me a lot what ground cover was all about i think it did to a lot of people in the community as customers or vendors or volunteers the whole the whole team um and i just fell in love and was like these are the people that i want to be working for and working with for a long time so 
was doing operation stuff and then kind of by the time that was wrapping up and I was starting my senior year, I was planning to take over in the role that I am now. And so graduated and then two days after graduation, I started as the role I'm in currently. Oh, wow. Yeah. Cool. wow. Right in the thick of it too. Yeah. <laughs> um, you actually touched on this a little earlier about how Ground Cover operated during the um, pandemic. Um, I wanted to ask a little bit more about that. Mm -hmm. um, how did that look like for you guys? Like, I, yeah. I, I imagine that transition is very scary, especially when it comes to like the print media. Yeah, I mean, yeah, for sure. Ground Cover was like characteristically an in-person, intimate yeah. operation. Yeah. So like you're buying a newspaper from a human being um, that you're gonna stand close to, at least to grab it. You're also gonna exchange cash money. Uh, <laughs> we didn't have cashless payment mm -hmm. up until then. So like this was a strictly cash operation. And so there was just like so many things that made it not super wonderful <laughs> during a pandemic. Um, and then on top of that, folks that sell ground cover, not everybody, but we have a lot of high risk, um, whether it be immunocompromised or just at higher risk for all kinds of health stuff. So. It was, we had to really pump the brakes and figure out how, what are we gonna do to keep people safe? The whole world was figuring that out, so that wasn't a super unique situation, but we did know that if we cut off, or like we wanted to help people support meeting their basic needs the way the paper does, we just had to figure out how to do that. So uh, like I said, we shut down the um, printing of the paper, but we still made it and we converted it to like a PDF online version and then sold subscriptions. And when we did that, people, had to indicate who they want the money to go to, who do they usually buy ground cover papers uh, from. Okay. Um, and if they didn't, it would be split like equally. Yeah. So people still had kind of that direct money coming to them. And so that was happening. And then we also did kind of like food distribution and cell phone distribution and paired everyone with a, a volunteer, which we called a vendor buddy who would call them weekly, check in, you know, kind of overcome that ground cover being really physical is also really relationship based. And yeah, if you can't yeah. be out and meet, see your customers and hang out with your community, you're kind of being cut off from all of that too. So that was, to, you know, can't replace it completely, but we tried to think about all the different things that Silent Ground Cover was doing and what we could do to replace yeah. that. But in July, mid-July, we went back to print. So it wasn't super long. Not too long. Uh, <laughs> but it was funny. I, we were reflecting on it one time and it was Joe. Uh, we were like, how long do you think it's, or it was like, how long were we shut down? He was like, I think it was like two years. <laughs> like it was three months like <laughs> but that time I mean it was so long for everybody and like every yeah. day it was like what is gonna happen so I I totally get that but it was just funny uh -huh. like, no. that's pretty admirable because I mean like everyone else was figuring out it seems like you guys were like really picking it up mm -hmm. yeah I mean homelessness there's no there was no sheltering in place and there yeah. was like a lot of people didn't have a choice and we kind of adapted that same mindset it was mm -hmm. like we got to do what we need to do um um, I guess kind of on a similar vein, how do you find vendors to sell the newspapers? And on top of that, you mentioned that like the person-to-person -person relationship is really important. How come? Like, can you tell us more okay. about yeah, cool. that? So we, I would say mostly people find us. We okay. obviously are always marketing and always trying to spread the word, but we have best success when other vendors recruit their either their friends or peers, people that they know. Um, like seeing people be successful selling the paper is the best way oh, yeah. to recruit people so um that word of mouth is is huge and generally is the best tool that we have but we do like um we're just active in the community whether that's staff people or volunteers like just trying to be out there and repping we're ground cover and this is you know who we are and you can join the team 
we do like a, a variety of things on a weekly basis, like going to Pizza in the Park, which is a fixture in the community. Like that's a big event that everyone goes to. Uh, and that helps, but generally it is. It's through word of mouth recruitment, yeah. And then the with the relationships, why is it so important? Or yeah, I mean, and for everybody that's so important. We were, I'd hate to quote an NPR thing, but I'm, like it was like really big this year that like the best way to be happy is to have relationships. Like, mm-hmm. but that doesn't, everyone kind of knows that, but yeah. yeah. Um, if your kind of life experience is one that's super isolated and kind of uh, you're put in a new place or maybe whatever life experience you have in, in this case, I'm talking about homelessness is like you're cut off from your normal networks Yeah. Um, to find a community and one that's welcoming you with open arms uh, is really important. And ground cover provides that as our organization, but then for people out in the community, like you have no clue who you're going to pitch to or who, you, who you're going to talk to when you're on the street and like Ann Arbor is known for that of just like it's quirkiness and like from the amount of you know diversity of students and just townies and people who come in for traveling or whatever brings people to downtown like that just creates a really cool mix of people who you have in your circle and that some of those people will be who you'll see every day and some of them you'll see once but they maybe know you and they connect with you in a way that they wouldn't have otherwise <laughs> and the paper just provides a really welcoming and comforting invitation to connect with someone maybe you you weren't gonna like you just want to buy the paper but like you never know what's going to happen within that like minute or that exchange is happening and that's i think the best part and what people want to return to and continue buying the paper for yeah absolutely i definitely see the vendors all the time i used to live um actually on main street right in the heart of downtown (laughs) so i i forget who it was um but there was a person on, on the corner as a vendor um, and then we bonded like for a few minutes, yeah. one random morning yeah. about being from Detroit. <laughs> okay. um, and so, yeah, I definitely agree with you. That whole like person to person experience is really important. Yeah. And it's, it's just so rare. Like yeah. if you yeah. sit in, let's say the Starbucks on Main Street and you just watch people, like everybody's in a rush. People have headphones on in. their phones. On the phone. and yeah. Always and going like, somewhere. Yeah. A little break from that reality and kind of being forced to look at someone, respond yeah. to someone. Yeah. It's like, it feels really special. And like, you know, maybe that's sad that that's so special, but like it is. And we lean into that and try and create more of those experiences. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay. Another question we we're thinking about was what is a day in the life for you? For me? Well, I, for the most part, everything is happening out of our office. It's a square, it's a classroom that we've converted into our newsroom. And I usually start and end my day there. There's a lot of things that need to happen outside of that office and Nowadays, I mean, Zoom is helpful for that, but like I try my best to like get out and like be walking around, checking in on people. Um, but that's, we also have another staff person, his name's Jim Clark and he's a vendor manager and that's more of the like checking out what's happening in the field, you know? Um, but my roles are broken into like being in charge of the nonprofit. So that's more like nonprofit management stuff. And then the other half of the roles are being the publisher of the paper, which is, you know, reading, writing, doing editing, working with writers. I also do the photo or the um, the layout design still. That's like still my favorite because that was the first thing that I did. Just kind of calming to like put things in boxes and, <laughs> and arrange them. But um, my favorite, favorite thing and the thing that I try to do the most is just like making new partnerships and collaborations or something like this because we forever, like up until 
Um, I was hired. We didn't have any full-time staff person. And so Ground Cover has always been a volunteer run or like volunteer operated or organization. And that has totally shaped what we've done. Like people come in and what they want to do, like they have the, they're supported to kind of do whatever project or thing that they want to do. And that's been so incredible and like has really, really people have been able to make their impact. And I would say I want to keep the spirit of that as much as possible of continuing to bring new people in and like trying out new stuff. Um, and that requires a lot of just, it, you know, it reminds me of the stuff that I do that I can, you know, community organizing. It's looking out, we have a limited amount of resources, people, time, energy, whatever, but how can we do the most with all of those things? So um, that's what I think, like what you need to do this job is like kind of being able to look up and see, okay, what's out there and how can we make the most out of it? And that's been totally fruitful of all of the different stuff we're doing. So it's crazy. That's what the day to day is like. Yeah. Um, also, we have a doorbell that sounds like a fire alarm. So like oh, what? <laughs> my day is interrupted with like a <laughs> all the time. Um, but from 11 to three, our office is open and that's when we have like office office hours for paper sales. So whatever's happening before or after is the job. But then in the middle, that's like where we're really working as a team. That's when vendors are coming in, buying papers. We're doing random things. That's when we're editing, writing and stuff. So that would be the the most consistent part of it is those office hours that are always happening. Yeah, yeah. I noticed them um, on um, on your website. Um, I had them. Um, I think it was a sidebar. I was like, "Oh, future events, eleven yeah. three office hours, eleven three office hours." Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, yeah. And then that's how people come and get the pa- like. That's yeah. how it happens. Is yeah. People buy the papers and go out and sell them. So we try and be as open as much as we can. Yeah. Uh, what kind of articles does the ground cover cover? Yeah. <laughs> Everything you can think of. <laughs> no, the the main genres that I use are <laughs> one would be like just local happenings, so local events, um, policies and just issues, like things that are just hyper local to the county. Um, then we also have stories about lived experiences with homelessness and poverty. So that's I think what people assume is the entire paper is just a bunch of storytelling. Um which is something that we do, but not always. And then we have with the genre of vendor writing, um, which is going to be as diverse as all of these categories and more. Um, but those are pieces that like are written by people who also sell the paper, basically. And um, I would say like we have like this like cohort of people who submit on a monthly or like about a monthly basis where they consistently have pieces in the paper. And that is really what's shaping, I think, the way people are what they're interacting with and looking forward to because those are the most consistent pieces. Um, we also have outside of the writing, like puzzles, recipes, community resources, um, column, like we have a what's new at the library, which is in every issue to like, whether it be resources or new books or stuff that you can do with libraries. Um, but, oh, agency spotlights. So that's what well, we, we kind of use that label, even though it's way more than that, but that in the spirit of solution-based journalism. So it's looking at what are things, like what's the good news and what's the stuff that people are doing. It's not, oh, this is a good idea that should be done in the future. It's no, this is happening now and yeah. we need to be celebrating this, promoting it and strengthening whatever project or initiative is happening, um, which is, that's actually, we have a lot of that, which, you know, we're, our slogan is news and solutions from the ground up. So we're news and but we're also solutions. And some of that can be packaged as news, but some things have been going around forever and people have no idea. And Or we published it or printed something about it three years ago, but half of Ann Arbor is different now. So it's like right, we need to yeah. uplift that again because yeah. um, they've been doing that for a long time. So, yeah, but like 
we also have a mystery column that's Felicia Wilbert's called Truth or Lies. That's like it's a mystery column that half of which is fiction and half is nonfiction, but you don't know until the next issue. Oh, so like okay, there's okay. just all that's kinds cool. of really cool stuff that we could not produce as a production committee. Like these are yeah. voices of the community. Um, yeah. And we also have a lot of opinion. People think of ground cover as that place where if you want to like talk to 3,500 people, you know, <laughs> in two weeks, like you can submit it there and that will be generally the amount of people that read it. So yeah, um, yeah a lot of like op-eds or like kind of guest opinion pieces. Mm -hmm. yeah. Speaking of, um, the guest writers, we noticed that there, in some of the issues, there are some um, UM student contributors. Mm -hmm. um, how do they get involved? And yeah. sort of by extension of that, how do students on campus, how do they get involved with Gunkover in general? Yeah, okay, so the first part is we've been, I've, um, we five, Gunkover has work, <laughs> been working with a professor, his name is John Buckley. Mm -hmm. uh, he's just, he's an English professor, and now it's been, it, we're doing our seventh class we do like about two a semester and the first time we only did one. Yeah. Um, and he teaches English 126, which is like, okay, at U of M, you have to take your English class yeah, first, first year, year writing. writing. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, <laughs> mine was super rocking. And so as soon as he reached out, I was like, yes, we got to do this. Um, but it's a community engagement course. So okay. the students are writing, but they're writing for a local organization. Yeah. So there are other sections of it. We have a ground cover section and the students, all of their assignments are for, to be submitted in ground cover. Oh, wow. Okay. Now, we don't, you know, generally has like 15 to 18 students. They're writing multiple pieces a semester. We yeah. can't support all that writing, mm -hmm. but um, it's super beneficial for us, as in with this collaboration, because we have, we experience like a population turnover, and about every year we're losing seven to 10,000 people who know ground cover, maybe, and uh, gaining yeah. seven to 10,000 people who have no clue what ground cover is, or maybe, or probably don't even know what a street paper is. Yeah. So, you know, if you're like James and you sell right by campus, it, it's like sometimes frustrating that like, you know, you build relationships with people over four years and then they disappear. Mm -hmm. And now we got to start over again of like marketing yeah. and okay, this is ground cover. And so we try and do as much as we can to like get ahead of that and get the name out and do as many things so that students not only know what it is, but then also identify with that paper in some way and having pieces published in that, yeah. you know, it's oh, cool, I'm going to go out and try and find a vendor so I can buy my <laughs> my writing, and then maybe bring my friends, and they'll buy a paper. And once you buy it once, like, you buy it forever because oh, it's absolutely. so awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, that's why we do those things. Mm -hmm. It also opens up conversations about homelessness and about our community and gets people excited to do things. And I don't care if it's ground cover. Like, that's awesome if they want to get involved, but, like, to do something beyond U of M campus to mm -hmm. kind of break that wall down. We're all community members. How can you yeah. start, you know, acting like one and doing things uh, in whatever you're passionate about or whatever you think is important. So, yeah, that's we have 126 and then we do a 221, which is an upper level writing, too. Okay. And that also will have the byline UM student contributor. Okay. Yeah. okay. And then in general, if people want to get involved, like the you can do one of many things. You can email me. You can just show up to the office yeah. <laughs> and I'll. We'll talk and you can get to know people right away, but uh, we do have a, a link tree and that has a volunteer intake form. That's kind of what I direct people to just okay. because there are a ton of ways to volunteer. And yeah. generally, like I said before, if you have a certain skill that like isn't a volunteering opportunity, we'll make one okay. <laughs> for you. So <laughs> it's kind of a survey of like, okay, what's Who's your availability? Yeah. yeah, yeah. What do you want to do? What are you good at? What are you not good at? Um, and then we kind of do that because if it's all happening via email, you know, I write the same emails over and over. So yeah. that form kind of helps circumvent those initial discussions. But really, 
I've had people who bought a paper and literally walk with a ground cover vendor back to the office and say, this person wants to get involved. And oh, that works out nice. really well, too. So, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're not far from campus. We took us, I don't know, not even 10 minutes to walk here. So we're really close. People yeah. come on foot and um, hopefully Linktree slash ground cover news. But okay. the dots in a weird place. So if yeah. you don't know Linktree, it might be hard to find. <laughs> we'll make sure to they know yeah. where to reach Link in bio. Yeah. <laughs> We have like one last question, um, also maybe a hard hitter. Um, what ultimate message do you want our audience to take away um, about ground cover from mm. this episode? And I know you talked a yeah. little bit about like being a household name. We're hoping that that is the goal here, and yeah, our audience better listen to this. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, what what do you hope? Yeah, well, I have a lot of hopes, but for this particular thing, I think mm-hmm. one, the I mean, the always the message is by ground cover. You know, if you've had it before, buy it again and give it to someone who doesn't know about it. Like just spread the word always. Um, And then two, to get involved in your community. Again, it doesn't have to be us, but like we're a good place to start if you need to figure out what's up. But um, we're built upon, you know, a really strong community and we want more people a part of it. So an invitation to either join Ground Cover or join this larger community, the Washtenaw County community, whatever it is. Um, But I promise you it'll like totally change your life, listeners. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so it will. Uh, yeah. It changed our lives. We're here now because of this. Right. So, <laughs> you know. Even the most small ways. <laughs> Thank you, Lindsay, very much. Um, and now we're interviewing our vendor, James Tennant. Nice to meet you, James. So yeah, interest. <laughs> oh, well, introduce yourself. Where you from? Name? Where you okay, from? Okay, I'm originally from Amherst, New York, but we, I moved here to uh, Ann Arbor with my mom. Uh, I'm so a graduate from the University of Buffalo, and I have associates in Erie Community College in mathematics. And uh, I was working at the time at U of M in Cancer Research Department, doing the maintenance work. And I ran across ground cover when it first started. Susan Beckett, uh, and that was almost 12 years ago. And uh, I talked with her and got interested in selling a newspaper. You know, so now I've been with them almost going on 12 and a half years. Yeah. I mean, clearly there's something you love about it. Yeah, I love, I love about, I love the students. I love communication. I'm a yeah. communicator. Yeah. So I, I just love students. I love talking to them and they telling me their goals in life and where they from. And, you know, they seem so happy and joyful. And uh, I try to help them on the way by telling them positive, you know, stay with it and get busy. Telling them about, you know, schools. And yeah. That's very that's kind of you. I mean, you're kind of like talking to like a larger. Oh, yeah. I talk on. to the whole 50,000 <laughs> if they come back to Nichols Arcade. Yeah, yeah. I'll be talking to the whole 50,000. Yeah. Wow. I really yeah. We, I mean, we, we bond a lot. Yeah. I bond with students a lot. Yeah. We have coffee, tea, oh, that's what you, you know, lunch and stuff. So I love them. Could you tell us what a day in the life looks like for you? Well, a day in life looks like for me is uh, it's positive, always positive. If it ain't money, it's just the love that I get from students when, when I give my love back to them. So it's always positive. It ain't always about the money because... Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> That's the at the, at the is, core man. of it all. Um, so speaking of that, like person-to-person interaction, um, for us, and I'm sure a lot of people notice this too, a lot of students just kind of keep walking or, or try to ignore some folks who are like vendors selling for ground cover. How do you... How do you perceive that? How do you deal with that when students are kind of walking by and you're like, oh, man. Well, you know, they're here for getting education. Mm-hmm. And I have no problem with that. Yeah. But I have a lot of students. My energy, which is positive, draws them to me. Yeah. And they come to <laughs> me on their own. So I really don't have that any kind. I don't have them type of problems with students, you know, seriously. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, we just click, you know, because I'm down to earth and they down to earth. So, <laughs> We just click and it's fun. I enjoy it. I mean, I'm enjoying this right now. <laughs> yeah, I enjoy just seeing them every day, man, and you know, being a positive yeah. person. That's about it. Um, what do you what do you hope to achieve by being a vendor for ground cover? Well, what I'm achieving, I'm achieving not being lonely. Mm-hmm. You know, meeting new people all the time and uh, enjoying the people. You know. Because uh, I love people, I love humans, and I love communicating. It's just me on this planet Earth, so it's about it. I mean, Ground Cover seems like a great place for that. Yeah, yeah, it keeps me busy. (laughs) Put it that way, it keeps me busy. Yeah. (laughs) You know. Favorite article or issue of Ground Cover, either you've worked on or have you seen? Well, basically, uh, when I started out, I had articles out, you know, but I haven't written since almost seven years, you know. But when I first started out, uh, I was writing about uh, injustice in America, you know, and, you know, uh, going by, um, you know, like I wrote about where you live at, the zip code you live in, and tell you how long you're going to live in the country. So I talked about that because different zip codes carry a lot of different poverty health issues in poor areas. So that means a lot just by the color of your skin, you know. And I hit on that. But I'd done that back when it was starting up. But I never decided to continue on, you know. I decided to just sell papers and meet my new students. Students, and they always come back to see me, my lawyers, my doctors, when they come back because they're alumni here. And they say, hey, how you been doing, Jim? I got some student phone numbers that's professionals. Keep in contact with. Say you're doing good. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. You you sound like you got no. Because I think <laughs> I think we've met before. Now that oh? I'm remembering. <laughs> Over in front of the nickels. <laughs> yeah, no. Because I was in the in the coffee shop, the roasting company. Arbor Roasting Company. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I think we were like, and then we were like, started talking about like Bollywood music, and you were telling me how like the the owner of that place is is Indian. Right, right. Yeah. I knew you were too. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, from India. I met him when he first yeah. started to open the place up. And then you were like, we should go tell him to put Bollywood music on. I was like, yeah, yeah we should. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I, I was no. telling I was telling you my doctor is from India. Yes. She's uh, Dr. Jordan. I'm going to see her Friday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, was, I was like, I've, I was like she, I've definitely seen you before. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was funny. Well, you, you sound like you were thinking about that for a while, though. Yeah, because <laughs> well, like was, five minutes. I was, I literally was. Yeah, I remember meeting you, talking to you in India. Yeah, because yeah. I was like, uh, that would be so fun to have Bollywood music in Ann Arbor Roasting Company. Right. And the owner was there that day. He was. And yeah. I showed him. I said, they're going to own it. But he was so busy with his yeah. workers. Yeah. 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 And then you, I think you told me that he owns like a couple other places. Yeah. Too. Well, he's a multimillionaire. I mean, yeah. he, I mean, he's from Cali, but yeah. he bought oh, yeah. this up here. He's from California. Yeah. 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 
Well, that just yeah. that just reminded me of that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Did you buy a paper? No. Yeah. No. Okay. No, I didn't. No, yeah. I think. No, you didn't buy a paper. Yeah, I didn't. I will. Wow. No, no, because I don't know. Confession I don't, I like time. Came, I don't think that ever came up, though. Well, like, I mean, we you've like seen talking. me with a handful of papers. No, you I don't know. I'm being serious. I don't know if I actually did. No, <laughs> you didn't. Okay. That's okay. I will. I now, I, now I will. Is the next one right. coming out on yeah. Friday? This Friday? It's Friday. It's Friday. Yeah, well, okay. it's Friday. I'll be At the here. time of okay, recording. I'll be sitting yeah. here. At the time of recording. At the time of this recording. Okay, that sounds good. I mean, there'll be more issues out by the time this yeah, episode goes out. Yeah, she comes around again. Yeah, yeah. No, I will. I love going to that coffee shop. Oh, I do too, man. Yeah. Enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. I, I guess, is there anybody you've met in like these last few years who really, just just a really interesting person or anybody you specifically remember that you're like, hmm, yeah, uh, I don't know. This I is had this one professor. I really enjoyed him. He was teaching uh, biology. Older gentleman. And we bonded, like, really good. We used to go for lunch, and when he'd come every day for lunch in the summer, we would go to uh, Red Hawk, and he would buy me lunch, and we would sit down and talk, and he was telling me how he was uh, grading students, and he said he was pretty intellectual and intelligent students. And I enjoyed being with him. But uh, he soon uh, got Alzheimer's, and he soon passed away. I'm a couple of years back, but he was my buddy, you know, that was a good, good professor, you know. How do you bond with people so easily? Like, what do you, I mean, I feel like this is, this is an example. I know, I guess, it, you know, I just make people feel well, look how I walked up to you. I'm that yeah. person. I'm, <laughs> just, the, I'm the one, you know, I'm just, he's, he's that one, you know, positive energy. I'm a walking energy positive. Yeah. So when you feel that, it's like, wow, this guy got a lot of love in him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's how I, carry myself all my life you know no social anxiety I run away, yeah i run away from anxiety and yeah. you know gossip and lies i'm gone man but positive <laughs> energy i'm with yeah, you yeah. As you yeah, yeah do you do you find that most of the students here also have positive energy yeah okay Heck yeah that's why they're here they yeah. gotta stay here to stay here you gotta be positive because if you don't you'll be out real quick yeah you hear that listeners yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you'll, be, you'll be out here real quick yeah. It's one of the best universities in the country, you yeah. know, no doubt whatsoever, you know. Mm-hmm. One final question. Okay. Um, one Make thing, it good. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's kind of the same that we ended with uh, Lindsay okay. on. Um, what ultimate takeaway do you want students to have away from this episode of this podcast, from this collaboration with Ground Cover? I want them to love this podcast and understand what we're doing is to help them communicate with them to get ground cover. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's the key right there. Buy them articles and enjoy reading it. Yeah. You know, because it's good. It's positive it there. Is. You learn a lot. Yeah. You know, even though upon your education, you can learn a lot from individuals that was in homelessness and, and mm-hmm. you know, stress and depression, you know. You learn a lot from that. Yeah. You learn to help people and want to help people, you know. It's a great thing about it. When you buy in the paper. Mm-hmm. Oh, you heard it here. Buy ground cover. <laughs> buy ground cover. <laughs> buy ground cover. Um, thank you very much, James, for coming thank in. Thank you guys for interviewing. I appreciate it. No doubt. Anytime. All right. Okay, so we hope you guys enjoyed our little mini episode with our two guests. Um, if you guys 
want to check out more about the ground cover collab Michigan and Color are doing, please go over to Michigan and Color on the Michigan Daily website, and you can check out all of the cool articles they're writing about this collab as well. If you want to know more about ground cover in general, we have a link tree that's linked in the description. Um, and if you want to volunteer, that's your source to do so as well. And if not that, we ask you guys to buy a newspaper, especially from our our boy James. He's gonna be out in front of Nichols Arcade, I believe. So if you see him, tell him we sent you. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. And man. come back soon for for new episodes. Yeah. Yay. Right. Okay. Yeah, that's good.